You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. So if you need batteries for your truck, batteries for your trail cameras, TV remote controls, flashlights, you name it, Interstate Batteries has what you need. They have thousands of retail locations all over the United States. So stop in, talk to a battery specialist, or for more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Welcome to the Transition Wild Podcast, brought to you by Expedition Archery. I'm your host, Adam Parr, and you're listening to episode 67, where I talk with Dan the Man Johnson about our fall 2020 mule deer hunts. Hello, and thanks again for tuning into the Transition Wild Podcast, the number one source for Western big game hunting. I'm just going to get straight to the point with this one. This is just more of a, to be honest, a BS session with me and Dan, but, uh, had a lot of fun, but we do talk quite a bit about our upcoming fall mule deer hunts. His taking place in South Dakota and mine taking place here in Colorado, both hunting them with bow and arrow. So it's it's pretty cool. And we also talked about what, what, what else we have going on and some of the other stuff for the fall. So I had a lot of fun talking with Dan. So let's not wait. Let's get him on the line. And here we go. Before we begin, today's episode is brought to you by Expedition Archery, manufacturer of the world's finest archery experience. Expedition bows combine aerospace level quality, innovative designs, and a fluid feel serious hunters demand. Test drive one today at your nearest archery retailer and view their full lineup at expeditionarchery.com. Why settle for status quo when opportunity and adventure awaits? Make your next hunt an expedition. Dan Johnson, how you been, brother? Oh, dude. Life's crazy, Adam Parr. Man. <laughs> the zombies get <laughs> like, you yet? No, they haven't yet. But I I honestly have one set of neighbors that I have not seen in two weeks. I, I think they're <laughs> taking this whole quarantine, quarantine thing to the next level, and they're just like in an underground bunker that I don't know about. <laughs> they've like they've like burrowed underneath your house in like a big tunnel they're like <laughs> bunkered out like 20 feet below your basement right they 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 probably have a bar down there that's open playing kick-ass music that i don't know about and they're actually having a good time and uh i don't know i, I, I think i caught a glimpse of them looking out the window and then all I saw, like I, I looked at their house and then it was like their blinds moved. Yeah. So <laughs> you're scaring them, Dan. I <laughs> think, think you're going to come out there and like go lick their doorknob or something. They might, oh, might not like that, I don't know. <laughs> but it's nuts. Colorado, probably not in Montrose. Is it bad in Montrose? Honestly, like Colorado's not too bad, and I guess I haven't really paid attention to the numbers a lot lately. But the it just seemed like Colorado in general has been really, really low numbers, and uh, the outbreak never really peaked or got to where they thought it would be. So, yeah. 
I don't know if that's just my theory is it's just attributed to, I mean, a lot of people who live out here, I mean, are just generally healthier, you know, (laughs) because you got in order to, to live here, you got to enjoy the outdoors. And if you want to enjoy the outdoors, you got to be in shape. And, you know, I, I just feel like there's a little bit of that and I don't know, man, there's, I guess there's a lot of theories, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I honestly, at this point, I'm just, I'm just being smart, but I'm not too crazy uh, about it anymore. If that makes sense. I'm just kind of, kind of over it. (laughs) So does Colorado have a shed hunting season? It does. Yeah. And I, I, uh, it starts May 1st and my plan is I want to get, uh, I talked to a guy who's an antler buyer in Gunnison, real cool dude. He, he actually bought some sheds off a guy I know down in Ridgeway and I actually met him and he is just really interesting what he does and like yeah. the stories and, and then obviously shed hunting, but yeah, so I'm going to have him on soon, but yeah, you can't start hunting or picking up sheds until May 1st on all public lands west of I-25, which is basically Denver, you know, all public lands west of Denver. So I, um, which I don't know, like it's, it's kind of, to me, I'm kind of on the fence about it, I guess, because there's also, I was out there opening day and there's all sorts of boot tracks like all over the place. So it's like, <laughs> man, man, I know some people are hikers. out there picking up. Yeah. Hikers. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, they don't close off all of the lands. I mean, they, they can't shut down like BLM and, and then Turkey season starts, uh, April 11th. So, I mean, that's a good solid two, three weeks before shed season opens and, and there's a lot of crossover there. So, I mean, there could be that as well, but, uh, yeah, I got, I got out for a couple days this past weekend and actually didn't find any elk. I went to, to went to an elk spot and that's where I found the boot tracks. And I was up there opening morning, 7am, you know, pounding the mountainside. I, I started hiking at like a little after 5am to get up there. So it was a couple hours in, didn't find anything there, but then went to a mule deer spot the next day, uh, Saturday and Sunday, two and a half hours each. And I brought my buddy Sam with me and we between those two outings, you know, five hours total, we pulled, we pulled about 20 sheds, 20 no um, mule deer sheds. Yeah. It was Buddy, sweet. This pisses me off and you know why, <laughs> because you don't have social media anymore. Are you, how am I supposed to know what you do if you don't text me pictures? I know. I, I thought know. we were friends. I, damn, um, I hate to admit it, but we're not friends anymore. That's what I thought. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> I know. I uh, I need to do a better job. I, <clears throat> I I I am very close. I tell you what, Dan. I'm very close to getting back on Instagram. I I can feel it. So I'll start sharing pictures again. <laughs> if, if you need me to push you into the deep end, I'll do it. I know you will. I know you will. <laughs> You're not afraid to do that. No, I'm not. But I gotta, yeah, I gotta get you the best. I gotta get the best Adam Parr that I can get. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Same here. I uh, yeah. It was it was really cool. I. That was probably the best, like the first two, the first day we were out there two and a half hours and I picked up eight, eight mule deer sheds, majority of them being browns. I mean, they're fresh ones. And I even found a road shed. You believe that? Road sheds like super rare. I know. So they're, they're super rare in every state. What, <laughs> uh, 
Any anything worth bragging about? Any big one? One was pretty decent. I, I he I just rough scored him, and I think it, I think he was like, it's like a sixty-five inch antler. Okay. So you double that, one thirty. Uh, or no, sorry, double that. You're at uh, what is that? What's my math? One fifty. Okay. Seventy-five times seventy-five, or no? What did 65. I say? Sixty-five. Sixty-five times two. <laughs> what are we 130. doing here? Sixty-five. Yeah. Sixty-five times two is one thirty. And then what do you give it? What we, did you give him for an inside spread? Um, actually, no. It it came out to be the total score was was one seventy. So oh. he was. That's a good one. Yeah, he was seventy-five per okay. side okay so or on the one side that i found if i That's would have big. matched him up considering a 20 inch spread and you know, it's 170 inch deer so is this in one of the places that you plan on going to mule deer hunt this year no, this is really low elevation stuff, and that's the that's the thing. Is like all these, especially mule deer. I mean, they are so far away from their winter range, or from, their winter range is so far away from their summer range, just because deer just they're not hardy like elk, especially the bulls. The bulls will, I mean, some bulls will winter you know above ten thousand feet given the right scenario and the right spot, but mule deer they just they can't handle it smaller yeah. animals that can't be in the deeper snow so they're they're down pretty low elevation so that's what's nice about finding mule deer sheds is you really don't have to go too far like if you've got a good spot like we i mean this spot that we pull all these sheds from i mean they were 10 minute walk off the road i mean oh, so wow. on public land so you can't beat that no so i need to come out there next year and go shed hunting with you yeah yeah, well, I mean, like, even in the fall, I mean, you obviously can't get them all. I mean, uh, and I actually talked to a guy that, man, he just shed hunts. He actually likes to shed hunt in September and October. He's not, like, a hunter, but he just goes out and picks them up, picks up all the leftovers that people didn't get, and they, it's they a miss, great time yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah. So even if you're out in the fall, we could we could take a day and go hit some spots. I find sheds all year round. That's pretty cool. What have you been up to? You've been turkey hunting? Trying. I've only been out three times. It's uh, just having the kids at home this year. I didn't know when I was going to be able to, to hunt. So the archery season, there, there's there's four different shotgun seasons in Iowa for turkey. And then the archery season runs the length of all four of those shotgun seasons. So I bought an archery tag thinking that I would be able to – how do I put this? I would be able to have more go time and have more time because the kids, I mean, I got three kids at home. They don't go to school anymore and I can't do anything. I mean, I, I gotta be home for my wife to work and, and, um, my mom is a nurse. So our turkey hunting camp that we usually do every year got canceled. She can't watch the kids. So I've just been trying to go out when I can and i I've only made it out twice and two of the times have been with my kids and hunting with kids is not the, <laughs> the most efficient way of, of hunting. So I imagine, uh, so I've only been out one time by myself and it, they gobbled a couple times and then they flew down off the roost and, and then they shut up and then nothing came in. So, and it's, it's hard to run and gun with a bow. Uh, I've tried it a couple times and it's just, 
not, it's just hard to get in the right position aside from, you know, using a shotgun where you can just pull the trigger and scatter something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So you, you still going to give her a go here over the next couple of weeks or just yeah, maybe I'll once probably, or twice more? I'll probably throw two more, two more Hail Marys yeah. before, before I hang up the bow and start getting ready for other things. Yeah. But yeah, nice. man, I, I, I wish I could say I'm disappointed, but I really don't <laughs> care. I mean, I, I like turkey hunting. Don't get me wrong. I think times it can be really exciting, but it's just my, for some reason, my head's just not into it this year. Yeah. That's been my take on it for the last, I don't know, however many years I've never really gotten too excited about hunting turkeys, but after I had Garrett Rowe from heads up decoy on the podcast a couple times back, uh, man, I, I got the turkey decoy with the bow mount and put put my fan in the mount and yeah. dude it looks I mean it's a legit badass setup so uh I would I would so love to kill one with that thing mounted on my bow and and calling one in and one's coming in to kick my ass and I shoot him at like 10 yards I think that'd be so <laughs> sweet You just it's so close you can't even miss with the arrow Yeah yeah hopefully not so I, I've actually been out a few times, but every single time I've went out, I, uh, and all I'm at least on public land where I can actually hunt, I've seen a few toms on private, like on some of these big ranches, but any place I've been to on public land, I've either gotten skunked or all I can find are hens. And so I'm like, what the heck, you know? Uh, yeah. but we just did get a pretty good warm spell. Got up to I think like eighty degrees here in Colorado uh, this last weekend, so I think it's got them got them moving around now. Hopefully, hopefully they'll be a little bit more fired up. So I'm gonna hit it hard here later in the week and and throughout the weekend. See if I can get on a bird. It'd be cool. What elevation are you hunting these birds at? Because I I talked with a guy in New Mexico, or he's not from New Mexico. Uh, I think he's actually from Montana, and he went to New Mexico to hunt uh, on some public ground down there at over over nine thousand feet. I wow! It was. Yeah, I don't think uh, <coughs> probably the highest spot would probably be about eight five around okay. that. That's still pretty high, dude. Yeah, yeah, but majority of it, I would say, is between seven and seven five. Okay, it's kind of kind of where I've been spending the most time, but yeah, it just kind of depends. Uh, what's cool is I didn't really know a lot. I I mean, I've seen turkeys around a little bit and kind of, but I've never really put the time in, you know? So I felt like I was starting from, from square one, but, um, you know, I, I put together this video a couple of years ago on like digital scouting for elk in Colorado and it's on my YouTube page, but that walks you through how to do like species overlays for elk and shows you yeah. their wintering zones, shows you their uh, production areas, it shows you their summer ranges, and and so I basically took that same process and then just downloaded the turkey uh, species data overlays for Google Earth and and I did that and started finding a bunch of spots that oh it shows you roosting areas and then it shows you kind of their concentration areas and you know during the mating season so that was that was pretty cool to to actually just download those and then i went in blind uh to a few of them and was getting into turkeys so 
that was wow. that's pretty neat. Have you killed a turkey in Colorado? I haven't. No. Yeah. No. I uh I have not. Uh last one I killed was in Illinois like three years ago. I was out Got there it. for a spring. Shot one there. But yeah, I don't know, man. We'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I would so love to get a turkey down with a bow. I think that'd be yeah. so sweet. So yeah. yeah, man. Uh other than that, just uh just uh been trying to keep my head above water. Things are a little yeah. crazy. Did you uh I don't know if I told you or not, but I have my article out right now in Bugle Magazine. Did I tell what? you that? Yeah. You're an, you're an Arthur? Uh, I'm an you're Arthur. An author? I'm a paid Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I I kind of had this idea in my head that I wanted to write this article on on elk hunting and reached out to the guys at Bugle with Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation and worked with the editors there and got my first magazine article. So Dude, that's pretty neat. Congrats, man. Yeah. What's the article about? So it's called Hunting the Front Country. It's not a very it's not a very long article by any means, but it's uh it's called Tips on Hunting the Front Country. Uh basically hunting elk in more suburban or smaller parcels that might be overlooked and kind of strategies behind that. So it's uh it's pretty cool. It's 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 fun to see see my name in the in the ink there i was, I was so i was pretty excited i need to f- get that subscription dude you, you're gonna have to hook me up yeah yeah i will well, once i get some of my extra copies i'll i'll sign one for you I'll oh autograph that's what it. i need i'll, I'll autograph hang it, it up and i'll i'll hang it up in the sportsman's nation galactic <laughs> headquarters and uh you'll be you'll live there forever will you frame it too i'll frame it oh yes and maybe maybe frame it with like some sheds around it. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I can do something like that. I got right. enough sheds. I'll do some. <laughs> I'll I'll do something creative. Can I? Hey, hey can let I me ask. You, I know I know this is your podcast, but I got to ask you a question. Ask me. Yeah. When was the last time that you've been to Taco Del Nar? <laughs> Actually, very recently. Yes. I, yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, let's see. Last. About a week a week ago, yeah, after I got done turkey hunting one day, I was like, man, I am... No, it was opening day shed season, May okay. 1st. Yeah. I uh, had some Taco Del Nar, man, and it is as good as ever. So Do, do your listeners know about Taco Del Nar? No, I think we should try you to get to a sponsorship it. with them so we get free tacos. That'd be worth <laughs> it. I, I, I would probably even move... <laughs> Like say, I'm sorry. Cause what, okay. Who's your, who's your title sponsor? Expedition archery. Yeah. Okay. So you say, Hey, Kurt, man, I'm sorry, <laughs> but, uh, you're either going to have to up the ante because, uh, taco Del Nar is knocking and, uh, <laughs> they're going to give me four free tacos a month, man. <laughs> I know. I know. I got to have some bargaining power there, but yeah, no taco Del Nar is amazing. I'm obviously you wouldn't have brought it up if, if you weren't addicted. No. No, it is the best post elk hunt, you know, because you go up to the mountain, you're up there for five days, five, yeah. six days, and then you come off the mountain and you're looking to not even eat, you're looking, <laughs> you're looking to feast. And all I, I, I just walk in there and I'll, I'll go, I want that. And I want that. And I want that. And I want the nachos <laughs> and I want that. And I'll take that. Next thing you know, I got like an order of 65 bucks <laughs> for one person, but you eat it, dude. Cause it's so good. Yeah. Oh man. It's amazing. I don't think people understand, but if you're ever in 
Ridgeway, Colorado, you, you got to check out Taco Del Nar. And actually, I think there's one in Salida now, Salida, Colorado. Yeah. And I think and they opened Denver, Denver, right? Too. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. So. yeah. I wonder if they're as good as Ridgeway. I guess we'll have to go test it out. Yeah. I almost don't want to go test it out because what if I it doesn't meet my expectations? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Probably, probably won't. You'll probably be disappointed. <laughs> probably should just, just stay in place. Yeah, I think I'll just I'll just stick to Ridgeway. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, well, cool. What what else you been up to? You getting prepared for some of your some of your hunts for the summer, or, or yeah, during the summer you're going to be preparing for. You're going back out to South Dakota, right? Yeah, South Dakota. I'm putting the elk hunt on pause this year. I really wanted to come out again, man, but I think I'm just going to save my money and. I turn 40 in November and I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm not going to hunt elk this year, but I'm going to next year, I'm going to put in, uh, for Wyoming with about seven points. So that should get me a decent unit. And dude, I don't know if I'm going to be running solo or if I'm going to have to find someone to go with or whatever, but I, uh, I'm going to put in, I've been collecting some Wyoming points for a while. So the goal is to, uh, go hunt Wyoming next year for elk for sure. But I also have, and I've just been buying them because their prep, their preference point structure is so easy that I have the same amount in antelope points. And then I have like, I think I would draw with four, what is it? Four deer points four or five deer points out there too so wow i think i think 2021 i might be spending a lot of time out in wyoming but heck this yeah. year is south dakota muleys heck yeah uh if if you do hunt wyoming 2021 and we can make all the cards work man i would i would totally take a week off to come freaking film you call i want to be there when you take down that first bull man so Dude. i would i would love that if you... I, I would love to. I would love for <laughs> I'll you be to your be pack there. mule. Heck yeah, dude! You're the guy who who basically convinced me to go elk hunting anyway, right? I mean, I've been I've been on one elk hunt before that, but then you're just like, dude, you got to come out here. I got I got you. Get out here, and that's when I started really getting fired up about elk hunt mm-hmm. elk hunting because because of you. So I got a, so I had a little Adam Parson on my shoulder whispering in my <laughs> ear. It's like, come to Colorado. <laughs> yeah, man. Once you, once you get that taste, I know. You, you, you can't put it down. I and, know. uh, so Wyoming would be badass. I mean, that's, that would be like a whole different level of hunting about, I mean, obviously we we've gotten into some cool scenarios, but Colorado's tough, man. Over the county, yeah. it's real tough. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. You go to Wyoming and, and you know, you've got that many points. I think you'd be in for a real treat, man. I'd just love to experience that with you. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, you're always invited. And I think, you know, I was thinking about this on the drive back, you know, this, this past year, me and my dad came up, uh, and we stayed at the the cabins that you manage and, Mm -hmm. um, we hunted that, that big public up there. And I, I was thinking about it like, Going up there and and hiking, I think this year we made it all the way up to one day like eleven six. Yeah. Like the previous year we made it up like eleven three or something like that. And we made it up to eleven six and the elk were still higher than us and they were 
I don't know. Just it, like you said, it's a little difficult. We had a, we had a really <laughs> a really cool encounter, but I was thinking to myself, it's like, dude, what would we do if we actually killed one oh, yeah. up here that high? I it would be a brutal pack out, <laughs> brutal. And I've I've never packed an elk out before, so I don't really I can't compare it to anything. Yeah, but just if walking in is hard, and granted, walking down is obviously easier, but Overall, the deadfall and on the on the crick beds and just like those inclines going down those inclines, man, that'd be tough. Oh yeah, yeah, it'd be brutal on your knees. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, calling the chopper, man. I don't know what to do. I'd uh... <laughs> fake an injury and call call the uh, what's that rescue <laughs> squad that comes out and gets you? I was like, oh man, I blew my knees out. Yeah, yeah search well, and rescue. Well, while you're here, can you get my elk? <laughs> It's already corded up, man. It right. won't take much time. Right. Or take it first and come back and get me. <laughs> yeah. The elk is worth more than, than me right now. Right. So let's get right. that off first. That's priority. Oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. I, what, what you need to do is, I don't know about this year, but in the upcoming years, man, you need to come out to the South Dakota hunt with me. I want to. Dude, I want it to. is sweet out there. It is I sweet. I bet. Yeah. Are you? Uh, is that going to be a similar scenario similar area to where you're at are you going to mix it up and and try some different areas and different spots you know i think we're gonna i think we're just gonna stick with what we did last year this is only our second year out there and the guy i went with uh last year he slayed a giant well yeah i mean my opinion of a giant oh man seven years old i bet i bet you that buck weighed 400 pounds dude it, it looked huge was was, he was a he was a gigantic bodied deer, and I think he scored in the like mid one fifties. Wow! With no, that's with no brows, right? So yeah, um, I'm telling you, man, it, it it was it was an unbelievable uh, experience, and it's just it's it is it is that that typical find a point before dark, sit down. And as the sun comes up, you're just glassing and you're glassing and then you just watch them move and you watch them go into a crevice and you say, all right, let's go, let's go get them. And you just shoot them out of their beds or, or, you know, something like that. That's, that's the plan anyway. And, you know, I, I shot one, never recovered it. Unfortunately, that sucks. But, uh, I tell you, I tell you, it was an awesome experience. And then that, that hunt this past year got uh, cut short because a blizzard moved in and no it snowed like 12 inches in over the course of the day. So we had to beat that, that snowstorm back to Iowa. Cause the guy I, I went hunting with, he is, he's from New York. So he drove to Iowa. He spent the night at my place and then he drove to, uh, then South we, Dakota. Yeah. South Dakota. So as in October, right? Like Yep. Getting a blizzard October. in October. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it was nuts. So, yeah. but it was one of those, you know, hike in a mile and a half, set up a base camp, hike it, and then wake up in the morning and hike another shit, you know, another mile and a half, two miles and glass the whole time. And then, you know, they have whitetails there too. Uh, most of the whitetails are on private, but dude, we saw a 150 class. I'm going to say easily. 150 class 10 pointer, uh, white tail eating in a crop circle, you know, a pivot. Yeah. And, uh, it's one of those things where it's just, 
being able to see the game there is something that I love. I don't know what yeah. it is about the prairie, I guess you would call that, or or not necessarily the mountains. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the mountains, but there's something about the wide open prairie where you can see forever. A little bit of terrain, but you just, I don't know, it's it's unbelievable out there. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I feel you, man. There, I, that Some of my most beautiful sunsets, evenings I've ever watched have been from eastern Colorado and western Kansas. You yeah. know, some of the most desolate terrain, you know, I've, I've been into uh, for sure. But it's just something about that seeing so far and having that, her, that giant horizon. It's just, it, it, it is something different. It's so cool. It sucks you in as well. It's like the mountains. Yeah. I mean, we saw muleys. We saw antelope. We saw whitetails. Um, we were further enough east in South Dakota where we weren't going to run into any uh, uh, any elk. But we, dude, I almost snapped, stepped on a rattlesnake. That was, cool. <laughs> I mean, it was it was freaky. Adventure, it, man. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, saw coyotes. Saw you know other varmints and birds that you've never seen before. And I don't know, man. I just I, fe- I fell in love with that hunt. It's one of those. It's one of those hunts that I'm going to continue to do as long as, you know, I don't have anything else scheduled or whatever. Because I just, it's what I like. Yeah, hundred percent. And with that tag as a non-resident, can you? Is that tag good for mule deer and whitetail, or is it, you got to pick which one? Nope, it's good for any any deer. Okay. So I can nice. shoot a whitetail buck or a. Uh, a whitetail buck or a mule deer buck, but it has to be west of the Missouri River. Okay, got it. So I can't hunt eastern South Dakota. It has to be on the western part of the uh, western part of the state. Now we know your spot, Dan. We're yeah, going yeah. for it. Western, <laughs> the western half of South Dakota. If you can find That's a small it, area, like, like like I don't know how much how many acres of public land South Dakota has, but it's a ton. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's awesome out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I guess, how did you go about finding that initial spot? Was it just kind of crunching some numbers? Did you do a little research on the areas through their state game website or what did that look like? We did a, we did a little bit of everything, right? So, uh, the original guy that I talked to, um, he lives in Eastern He's a resident and he lives in Eastern and he's kind of schooled me to some spots and BLM land that, uh, um, that he hunts and that he, th- he thought I should take a look at. And, um, he even threw me a couple onyx waypoints and I just, you know, I put them on the map and use them as reference. And then, you know, I get in and do my scouting. I look for access. I look for, you know, places to park the truck that aren't necessarily on a main road. I, you know, looking for all these things that me and the guy, other guy that I went with, we just started doing our research. And then, you know, I will say, I will say that, you know, as we're doing all this, I'm talking about it. And a guy who had been on the nine finger Chronicles podcast reached out to me and, uh, he's like, dude, I got some, I got some South Dakota spots that I think you should take a look at. So nice. it was, it wasn't that, I mean, it, it was on like 63,000 acres, this, this, this public yeah. land in this area, just, it's a massive amount of public. 
And so, you know, we, we did a little research. Uh, we, we kind of weighed our options and, uh, we went to this, we went to this spot that this guy kind of recommended and man, we saw a shit ton of deer. Really? That's so cool. Uh, lots of whitetails, lots of, you know, that the second morning, the first morning, all we saw were, uh, mule deer does and, uh, and, and whitetails and then that whitetail buck later that evening. And then the second evening when the day we actually killed the, the big buck is we went in a mile and a half and then did the whole, you know, glassing thing. And we saw one, five, six, like six or seven bucks in that that time it like in it, from sun up to i don't know nine o'clock in the morning coming yep. off the tops get you know burying themselves in these little drainages and and then we kind of waited for all of them to kind of disappear and set down and and then we went after the big boy and luckily my buddy heart shot him at like 58 yards no kidding yeah it was it was ridiculous. And I, I think about it all the time. It's one of those, it's one of those things where I don't know if you do this with any of your hunting buddies, but I send him the same picture every, like once a week, once or twice a week. And, <laughs> and it just gets us fired up or it's just him with this gigantic smile behind this giant mule deer. Yeah. And th- this dude's from New York, right? So his first trip ever, ever hunting out of the state of New York, he lives like an hour north of New York City, okay? Wow. So, so, or maybe a little more than that, but he is in the thick of human population. Oh, yeah. And so when he does go hunting, he's like, dude, the, like, the biggest deer I've ever seen from my tree stand is like a one, 125 yeah. <laughs> class whitetail. And then he comes out and just drops this monster mule deer. Uh, and he did it, he made it look easy. Like he, I, cause I was, I was fiddling for my range finder when this buck jumped out of his bed and it bounced, you know how they, the mule deer do these bounds yep. and he goes boom, boom. And he stopped and he looked back at us and I'm trying, I'm behind a pine so I can't see the deer, but he's fiddling for his range finder. I'm fiddling for mine and he draws back and he's like, you could tell he's fired up. And I just, I whispered in his ear, I I'm just like, just breathe. And he just turned into a robot and he's just <laughs> solid as a rock. Let the arrow go. And I, dude, I get so fired up telling this story because it is, it's so cool. Yeah. I heard, I heard the arrow leave his bow and you, you know how you can sometimes. Yeah. Like cut to the air. Right. And then there's this pause where I'm like, did he miss it? I'm like, Oh shit, he missed it. So it was like, and you could hear the arrow <laughs> just slam into this this oh, mule deer. And I, I almost like pushed him out of the way so I could get a look at what was going on. <laughs> and then this mule deer bounded across this little creek and runs back or the, the low point in the drainage, which had some water in it, jumps up and he's trying to go back up the other side and it was over. I mean, he just died instantly, heart shot him, fell over dead. I look back at him, we're just like what did you do do like big a big bro hug and oh, it was it was crazy i mean i he was jacked i was jacked and the cool thing about these types of hunts and i i think you might be able to back me up on this statement but 
I didn't pull the trigger on that animal, but it was like I did because we were a team. Oh yeah. You know, and I helped with the pack out and dude, cause, cause we worked as a team. It wasn't just a one, one guy deal. We worked as a team, you know, we each glassed, we each, you know, did our own. It was like, we were doing this together and it was like a team win for us, which was, which was pretty sweet. Oh, dude. So amazing. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely relate to that. I mean, even, even you coming out the first time elk hunting and, you know, and Ryan shot that bull that we didn't recover, but like being there and like a part of it, you know, I didn't pull the trigger. I didn't, I didn't care to, I just, I just wanted to be there and be in the moment and, you know, just soaking that all in and get to experience, especially a kill. I mean, that's, that's definitely icing on the cake, but man, when you you can have a good hunt like that and just share it with your buddies, that's, that's something special. And that, uh, whether you take the animal or your buddy does, I mean, it, it feels like you basically did. It's like you killed that animal too, you know? Yeah. So I'll tell you this, man, I still dream about that. I still, (laughs) I still dream about where I was sitting behind this log, looking up on top of that little knoll, that knob in this dark timber, just seeing the antlers shake and thrash the tree. He comes down. I see, I don't see Ryan shoot him, but I look back and the funny, the funny thing about this whole thing is you're calling for us, right? So you're back behind us Yeah, (laughs) and you're like, shoulder pressing logs in the air <laughs> and launching them down this little, this, this spot, cracking them against trees and bugling and like taking sticks and baseball batting them against the trees <laughs> yeah. and snapping twigs over your knee and just like sounding like a bulldozer going through the, <laughs> yeah. the timber. And, oh dude, I, that got me fired up. Oh man. It was, it was just so cool. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think we could have wrote that script any better no, i mean really i mean and that was so because i'd never you know up until that point i'd i'd never got to do that you know really like really interact with that animal and and start beating the shit out of trees but i just knew you know he was we had to get him going you know to get him to come down and and he did yeah. <laughs> that was fun it was like yeah. i was fighting bigfoot down there <laughs> below you it's, it sounded like it i thought like someone had pulled up in an electric vehicle <laughs> No motor, but just like like a vehicle driving through the woods or a bulldozer. It was nuts. Good memories, man. Good memories. Yeah. Well, I hope so, you kill your first mule deer. Yeah, man. I'm. I'm. I know you, I'm that's hope- been your. That's been a goal for a while. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. I have. I have yet to kill another species other than whitetail. Right. As, as far as big game is concerned, I haven't killed an elk. I missed an antelope in Nebraska oh, in 2015, I think, or something like that. Um, what else did I do? Uh, I I wounded a, or I shot a mule deer, hit him, and never found him last year. But I'm telling you, man, I I want a mule deer so bad I can taste it. Yeah, I know you can, man. So I can't wait but to I'll, get a picture of one on the ground. I know, but. Are you going to be on, are you going to be on Instagram by then? I think so. Okay, so cool. I'll just watch that. Yeah, just watch that. <laughs> <laughs> but one of my bucket list hunts, and you're going to do it this year, yeah. I think, right, yeah. is a high country mule deer hunt. And when I mean high, I mean high. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be chasing mule. I mean, 
I haven't drew the tag yet, but based on how many points it's it's taken the last couple of years, I sh- I should draw it. And yeah, I'm so I'm so excited because I, I killed a mule deer a couple of years ago with the rifle. Just you know, it's it's cool. I mean, I was I was completely jacked to 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 get my first muley. Um, you know, I kind of feel like I've I've got that down, but I I want to. Yeah, I, I want to kill. My goal is to kill one in velvet. If I can kill a velvet mule deer at twelve thousand feet, man, that would be that would make my year. It would just be <laughs> so exciting. I I can't wait. I can't wait. So uh, this is going to be definitely a different scenario for me. I, I've never kind of hunted that high, and I've never been to this area before this is a completely different unit never even stepped foot in it but I know it's a good unit I know I know it uh, produces some pretty pretty good mule deer in the past and I'm just gonna get out there and get after it man opening week I'm I'm so close to just coming out and hanging with you for that hunt yeah, well, dude, I'd love to. I'd lo- I'd love to have you out. That would so be have you, so cool. So have you done any scouting for this yet? I've done some digital stuff, but no, just kind of you know looking looking at the maps and like ah, I kind of like this drainage and okay, here are some roads I can get into, but nothing nothing too crazy yet. I mean, there's definitely still a lot of snow up there, so I don't even know if realistically. I mean, it probably wouldn't even make sense for me to to not even get in there till probably July. I'll probably uh, early July. I'll I'll start poking around, and uh, so between July and August, I feel like I'd be able to learn the area pretty good. And because there there'll still be snow up there in June, I guarantee yeah. it. And uh, you know, and some of those roads. I mean, some of the roads are up at eleven thousand feet. You know, so. It's it's gonna be a minute before I can actually get in the unit, but uh, once I do, man, I, it's just gonna be some weekend. I'm gonna do I plan on doing some overnighters. Basically, gonna go in with my truck. I've got my uh, topper on my truck. I'll throw a mattress and a sleeping bag in the back and bring up some stuff to cook up over the fire at night. And just kind of do a few camping trips here and there, and and just start learning the unit. So yeah. we'll see. That's cool, man. I, uh, I'm, I'm excited for you on this one because I know that I know obviously you wanted to do it, but, uh, I'm going to be living vicariously through you. <laughs> well, I hope, uh, I hope you're there with me so you don't have to live vicariously. We can, can be alongside me. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be fun. That'd be way so cool. is, is this, is this a like hunt from the road type hunt or is this a, you're going to pack in like a mile or so in and try to, you know, set up a camp at all too? Or are you just going to come back, back and forth to the truck every day? I don't know yet. I'm open to either. You know, I don't, I I don't get too hung up on a certain, (laughs) like I have to do it this way or that way. I just, my goal is just to kill something. Right. So I just, I, I don't need the biggest deer. I don't need, you know, the craziest story. I think either, either way, I think it'll be fun it'll be something totally different for me, but I'm probably leaning just more towards the truck. And just because from what I know of the unit and, and doing some research, I mean, you can, 
you could do a lot of glassing from the roads. You know, that deer might be a mile or mile or so off the road and, you know, a far up drainage or something. But I mean, the roads can be your friend in a, in a certain, in certain scenarios. So, I mean, there's a lot of people that, that want that backcountry experience and they just want to get after it and, and, and pack in. And that's awesome. I've done that as well, but, uh, you know, roads can be your friend. They can be an asset to really cover a lot of ground, uh, and, and, and check a lot of areas that, you know, once you, once you hike in to a certain basin or whatever, and it's not producing or you kind of go in on a whim, hopefully my scouting will prevent a lot of that. Um, but if you were to get in there and there's, there's not a lot of action, I mean, you you might waste a, a day or two. And, uh, so you gotta, you gotta be mobile and, and move. So I think I'm leaning more towards the truck, but if I definitely glass some stuff up in a, in a basin that, that, requires me getting in and, and putting the tent on my backpack and, and spending a couple nights, I'll do it for sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool, man. What's, uh, what's the elevation that you think you're going to be at? I think I'll be hunting, uh, you know, between 12 and 13,000 to be yeah. honest. Above, yeah. Above tree line. Yeah. Yeah. Right at or above tree line or kind of that, that intermediate zone. You know, where you kind of have more of the open alpine grasses and then you got these little pockets of dark timber mixed in. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It just uh, just depends. I, I, You know, I'm just excited to get up there and, and try a whole something different, you know. So, I'm kind of yeah. put, putting a little bit of a back burner with the elk this fall as far as archery. I'm really going to concentrate on, on getting a mule deer and hopefully I can get it done the first week because this is the first year in Colorado. They've, they pushed the season dates back for both mule deer and elk. So season doesn't start till September 2nd, which normally it starts late August or like it can start as soon as like August 24th, you know? So you're losing definitely a, a pretty good week where they're still in velvet and patternable and kind of have the routines down. So I'm hoping, you know, I'll, I'll at least get a solid five to seven days in that first week where they're still in that bed to feed pattern, still have the velvet on and, and I can, you know, sneak in on something. So we'll so see. So you're not going to, you're not going to get an elk tag this year? You know, I'm, I'm playing it by ear. I'm going to play it by ear. I'm going to see if I, if I can get a, a mule deer down the first week, then yeah, I'll go out and buy an archery tag. If, if I'm, if it takes me the whole month to get one killed, I, uh, I, I probably won't, won't chase elk because this unit is not an over the counter elk unit either. I gotcha. So I can't really double, double, uh, stack it there. Yeah. If that was the case, I I totally would. (laughs) I probably should have planned that out. I probably, I probably should, I'd probably be good for the future. You know, yeah. maybe start learning some different that, and that's going to be a little bit of my strategy going forward too with elk. And maybe you want to get on this strategy with me. Uh, but I'm thinking here, maybe in a year or two, I'll burn my elk points for Colorado and try to get a decent unit. Yeah. But then after that, you know, I think me and you should save up a point or two, uh, or like a point, you know, put it in as a group and then hunt, just hunt a draw unit that doesn't take a lot of points. You know, yeah. so at least we, 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 even if 
I mean, we leave the pressure, a lot of the over-the-counter pressure behind, right? And then right. we can kind of try out some new spots. I could still relatively close to my house or something, but, you know, we could do that where we leave a lot of that competition behind and, yeah. and just get into a draw unit. And then on the off years, maybe try different states. You know, I want to start hunting Idaho. I want to start hunting Montana trying out different, different areas too. So that's, that's kind of going to be my game plan. And on those years that I hunt maybe archery for Idaho or Montana, let's say, you know, I could still come back and get an archery tag in Colorado and an over the county unit or a rifle tag later in the season. So I think that's how I'm going to start working it going forward, but well, we'll see. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I, uh, what was I going to ask you about, uh, how much time are you planning to dedicate to this so how many points did it take for you to draw this mule deer tag and how much time are you going to dedicate to it i i put in this year four points so okay uh you know four years worth of points and i mean that like i said I'm, I'm gonna get up there if i can get up there in june you know it's been a it was a pretty uh we didn't get too much snow in march and april so I mean, I, I might be able to get up there in June. So if that's the case, I'll definitely do it and start learning, learning the area. But I'm not so much concerned about finding deer in that unit. Like I feel fairly confident I'll, I'll get on the, the, the animals I want. I think I'm going to spend more time this year just preparing physically and then, uh, shooting my bow a lot more, you know, like I, I feel like I've let that slack, you know, (laughs) obviously life gets in the way a little bit, but I think that's for me, like anybody can go into a unit. I mean, most people, if you're a good hunter, you know, if you're a good hunter in Iowa, if you're a good hunter in Michigan, if you're a good hunter in New York, I think you can be a good hunter anywhere. You know, it just takes maybe a couple days or, uh, you know, your first week, you might not know as much, but if you're a good hunter, you can apply that to different species in different areas. But where I think, where I think it, where you make up the difference and what separates the men from the boys is, is the extra things like, you know, shooting your bow a hell of a lot more, knowing your gear in and out, making sure you're in tip top shape. And we say we're going to do those things and I'm guilty of it as well. I just, (laughs) I never quite feel like I'm like, ah, I'm, I'm Iron Man out there in the mountain. And, and, uh, so that's my, that's my real goal. And, and where I want to put in a lot of my time is, is more of the, uh, preparation, off the mountain that yeah so yeah, we'll i've see. started that i've started that uh, already this year i've been doing my weighted pack hikes i've been even though i'm not nice. going into elevation it's still good to you know be prepared and um i'm still doing my weight routine and just you know picking heavy shit up and sent and setting it down a lot and <laughs> and uh i love just, it finding the legs man just got to find the legs yeah yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. it's uh it'll be here before we know it man like i'm already like holy cow we're into may you got june july august i mean i got like three and a half months man and i'm i'm on these deer i mean it's yeah. that's gonna yeah. that's gonna fly by so fast and yeah. i already feel like i'm <laughs> i say this every year but I'm already behind. I feel like I'm already, like I could be doing more and I should be doing more. So got to ramp it up. Got to ramp it up, Dan. The the last thing I have to tell you, 
Tell me. You might think I'm crazy. Is oh, I know I'm, you're crazy. I'm, <laughs> I'm also going to Michigan this year to hunt whitetails. <laughs> oh, you crazy <laughs> SOB, Dan. You know how many people There's just are like, spikes there, man. There's spikes why? in four four corns. That's what's that's what you're gonna get into. <laughs> I, I got peer pressured. I got peer pressured into hunting Michigan. Hey, what if you come out with like a 150 inch like freaking 10 point and like shut all those haters up just you know they're not haters they're just like they're just like well (laughs) you're gonna get a reality check going from iowa to uh to michigan but i thought about this like how many people would would hate my guts (laughs) if i if i just accidentally killed uh like some five-year-old 150 class dude That'd be insane. People, I think I'd probably get death threat threats. Yeah. I had a guy on Instagram tell me, he goes, if, if you do that, I'm going to quit hunting. I'm done hunting <laughs> if you do that. <laughs> yeah, that would, uh, that'd be like damn near shooting a 200 in Iowa. If you shot a yeah. 150 on public in, in Michigan, that's, uh, right. that would be quite the feat. I could tell you, I, I have hunted some public land in Southern Michigan relatively you know, there wasn't anything super close to where I grew up, but I mean, there's public land there, but it does get freaking hit so hard, harder than any place I've ever been to and any place I've ever hunted. If, if you, uh, if you're not particular on where you want to hunt, I'd, I'd concentrate on the top half, you know, yeah. if, if you were, cause there's just so much, some of those state forests, there's so much ground. And there's, and there's a lot of territory up there and, and I know that could be some decent hunting if you're, if you're into that, but yeah, I mean, you can kill deer anywhere. Just, just yeah. kill the first freaking spike that walks by Dan. It might it not good. even be a buck. It might just be the first one <laughs> that walks by and just, you know, take the meat, say, thank you, Michigan. Yeah. Heck yeah. Drive back home, hunt the real right. state. <laughs> well, then I'll have to pack up and go to pack up and go to, uh, uh, South Dakota. Oh yeah. So I, I, I still have to figure this, this whole thing out, right? I got to in October, I'm going to hunt South Dakota and hunt Michigan all within maybe like a two or three week period and try not to piss my wife off. Yeah, dude, that's, <laughs> that might be your toughest challenge of the fall. Oh yeah. Oh man. <laughs> it, it's, I, I got my, I got my South Dakota tag in the mail already. And Sweet. she's like, what's that? I said, it's my South Dakota mule deer tag. <laughs> And I just saw the look on her face, like <laughs> it's coming, and I hate uh, it. <laughs> Got to get those brownie points in, Dan. Got to start yeah. doing some projects right now. Yeah, get, that's, get a your whole, time that's a whole nother episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We don't got time for that. <laughs> well, with that, man, it's been fun talking to you. Really enjoyed it. And uh, gosh, we've got we've got an, we've got some exciting hunts coming up this fall, man. It'll be. Yep. It'll be fun no matter what. So we'll see see what it brings. I'm sending good vibes your way, dude. Right back at you, man. I hope you kill that Michigan monster. All right, and there it is. Another episode in the books. Had a blast talking with you, Dan. Really appreciate it, brother. And can't wait to see you with your hands wrapped around that that muley. You know, you got it on the ground. You got that grip and grin. And, uh... You're going to do it, man. I, I got all the faith in the world, and I also think you're going to kill a giant in Michigan. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll bet 50 bucks on it. I got, I got a lot of faith in you this fall. <laughs> 
So I hope you guys enjoyed that. I, I had a lot of fun. Uh, probably didn't, you guys probably didn't learn much from it, but I had a good time and hopefully you enjoyed listening along, f- finding out what, what I've been up to lately during my quarantine and, and hope you guys are staying safe and, and getting out and doing some turkey hunting, spending some time outside and, and staying healthy. That's what it's all about. If you're getting ready to hunt this fall, I mean, it's coming, man. It's uh, it'll it'll be here before you know it. I mean, we're only talking three, four months, uh, or or last before some of these western hunts kick off. So, get it together, guys. If you if you're boozing hard during the quarantine and, and not doing much, <laughs> it's time for us to to to, to get in shape and uh, get prepared. So, uh, hope hope all is well. Thanks again to our partners. Expedition Archery, Skullbrew Coffee, and Outdoor Edge Knives. Talk to you guys soon.